Okay, today's daf is Chagiga daf days. Today we begin the last Masechta of Seder Moed. Uh, today's shir is sponsored by Jeremy Herskowitz, Lezecher Nishmas, his grandfather, Mr. Marvin Herskowitz, uh, Moshe Yehuda ben Yosef, Zichron Levrach of the Neshama, Shedhaven Aliyah. So as, as mentioned, we're going to begin Masechta's Chagiga today, a little bit of background to the Masechta in general. I mentioned yesterday that Tosos writes that Masechta's Moed Katan is the last Masechta in Seder Moed, but the Rambam puts Masechta's Chagiga as the last Masechta in Seder Moed. The Rambam in the Hagdama to the Parish of Mishnah says that this Masechta is at the end of Seder Moed because it relates to the Shalosh Regalim, and the reason, that's why it's in Seder Moed. The reason it's at the end of the Seder Moed is because not everyone is chayiv in the mitzvahs that we're going to discuss. Aliyah the regular is only uh, Zacharim, it's not, it's not women, and uh, Yerah calls Zechurcha, and the Me'iri says that Masech's Chagiga is always learned after Masech's Megillah for some reason, but the uh, the general topics of the Masechta, the Me'iri writes, could be divided into two sections. The first section of the Masechta is all about Aliyah the regal to the Beis HaMikdash during the Shalosh Regalim and the Karbanos that the Aliyah the regal has to bring, and the second section of the Masechta, starting in the middle of the second parak, is different halachos of Tumantara and <clears throat> And the reason we talk about halachs of Tumantara is because someone who's Ola Laregel has to be metar himself for this in order to, br- to bring his karbanos. So we have to say what kind of tari he needs for Meiser, for Truma, for Kodesh, for all different types of tahara. Now within the first half of the Masechta, there are four basic topics. Topic number one is who is chayiv in these karbanos or in some of these karbanos and not other of the karbanos and who's pater entirely from the karbanos. Topic number two is about the karbanos themselves. How much they should be worth? What types of animals should be used for these karbanos? If they could be brought, if they're supposed to daf could be brought minachulin, or you could bring them even from your maestros, from nedarim and nedavos. Third topic in the first half of the Masechta is that uh, not all the karbanos are the same for every person. Some some people are going to have to bring more shlamim and fewer olos, and some the opposite, more olos, fewer shlamim. Then the fourth topic in the first half of the Masechta is someone who doesn't bring his karbanos on the first day of Yantif if he has tashlumin kalachag, if he's able to make up for it by bringing throughout the rest of the Yantif. That is the uh, the basic uh, background to what we're going to be discuss- what we're going going to be discussing over the course of the first half of the Masechta. Now, in today's daf specifically, the Mishnah is going to talk about who is Pater from Re'iyah, and when we say Re'iyah, there are three Karbanos that someone who's Ola Regal has to bring. There's the Olas Re'iyah, the Shalmei Chagiga, and the Shalmei Simcha. The Masechta is called Chagiga because of the Shalmei Chagiga, but yet the first thing that we talk about is the Re'iyah, the Olas Re'iyah, which is the way one avoids violating the Yisr of being Ro'a Panay Re'ikam, of, of, of coming to the Azara empty-handed, as we have the Olas Re'iyah. So the Mishnah is going to talk about who's Pater from bringing the Olas Re'iyah, and it's going to lead into a discussion of Chinuch, at what age a child is obligated in the mitzvah of Olas Re'iyah. The Gemara is also, the Mishnah is also going to talk about the minimum value, or the, uh, the, the, the recommendation value of the Chagiga and the Re'iyah, whether it's one Kesef, Shtei Kesef, Machlux Beisham Beisilel, and then uh, in the Gemara we're going to talk about three possibilities when the Mishnah, the first word of the Masechta is Hakol. So whenever you have the word Hakol, it means it comes to be a very inclusive term. So we're coming to include 
someone that we would not have otherwise thought is chayiv in Re'iyah. We're going to have three possibilities of who that hakol might be, which is going to lead us into a discussion of a chatzia ben Chorin, because there is a possibility that the hakol refers to chatzia ben Chorin. And then on Ahmed Beis, we're going to talk about a cherish. That since the Mishnah mentions cherish of a katan, we're going to have a general discussion. Whenever the Torah says cherish, what does it mean? Are we talking about someone who just can't hear, but he's able to speak? Or are we talking about someone who can neither hear nor speak? And we're going to discuss the various halachos of people who can, uh, who can, uh, who can, who, who can speak but cannot, cannot hear, whether they're limited at all or whether they're chayiv in everything. So let us begin the Masech, the Masech is Chagiga, Dav Beis at the very top, HaKol Chayavin Bereiya, Chutz Mechei Rishot HaVekatam, Lutumtum V'Androgonus V'Nashem V'Avadim Shein Mushukharim, HaChigra V'Asum HaVachol HaVazakin Misha Niyachol Alas Baraglav. So the, everyone is Chayiv in Reiya, everyone is Chayiv to bring an Alas Reiya, except for, and then we have a very long list, uh, someone who's deaf, someone who's, uh, who's deranged, a child, uh, someone who is of, uh, of, of uh, a Tum who, who cannot tell whether he's a male or a female androgynous, someone who has simonim of both, women, servants who are not yet freed, a, uh, someone who's, who's, who's lame and someone who's blind and someone who's sick and someone who's old, and anyone who can't, uh, who can't walk, who can't be Ola Beraglev. So there's, uh, that's a mouthful. There's a lot to discuss just on that line itself. The the Zechel, Sefer Zechel Chagiga says, why is it that the Tanah starts with Re'iyah? Just before we even get to any of the details over here, uh, the Torah says the mitzvah of Chagiga before it mentions the mitzvah of Olas Re'iyah. And also Rebbe called the Masechta Meseches Chagiga, apparently because he thought the Chagiga, for some reason, should be the one that we focus on a little bit more. So why do we start with the Re'iyah? So he suggests that the mitzvah of Re'iyah's Panim is knowing already the night before, whereas the mitzvah of Akravas Chagiga is only knowing the Yom, so we start chronologically with which mitzvah is done first. But, according to those shitos, that there's no mitzvah's re'iyah belayla, you could still say that uh, we start with re'iyah because the carbon re'iyah is an ola, it's kula kalil, it gets entirely burnt, and therefore it's kodemus l'chagiga, the ola is kodem l'shlamim, because the chagiga is a carbon shlamim, and uh, that's the halacha, that ola is kodemus l'shlamim. So that might be why we start with the ola's re'iyah. So we said that on the list of people who are exempt from Re'iyah, are Nashim and Avadim. Tosfos, uh, some of the Tosin on this Mishnah, are placed on, on Amid Beis. So this Tosfos, Nashim Va'avadim, is one of the Tosin that are that are really on the Mishnah, but for some reason the printer put it on the bottom of, of Amid Beis. Tosfos points out, why is it that the Tana changes the Lashon? I mean, are we talking Belashon Yachid or Belashon Rabim? Are we talking in plurals or in singulars? Cheresh, that's a singular. Shota, singular. Katan, singular. Tumtum, and then we get to Nashim, not Isha, Avadim, not Eved. Uh, so why do we switch when we go to Nashim and Avadim into, into a plural? And we, we, the, the Gemara Nida asks such a similar question, Davches Maseches Nida, over there where it also switches. So the Gemara, so the, uh, the Tosas explains that over here, since the Peturim are not the same for everybody, the Petur of Echerish and Neshota is because Echerish and Neshota are part of from all mitzvos. The Petur of Katan we learn from a Kavachom from Isha, that if a woman is pater, ketanim are certainly pater. So the Tana doesn't have to write them all in the same lashon because there's a different pator for uh, for each one. So as Yanta points out, yeah, but in the Gemara Nid over there, so it's also bishnei and yanim, and the Gemara still asks the the question. So maybe there's some there's some other there's some other uh, explanation as to why we switch 
from singular to plural. Now we say Avadim She'enu Meshukharim, it sounds like, but if he is Meshukhar, if the Evid is freed, then he's Chayiv B'Ri'iyah. If he's a freed, and that, that's logical, if he's a freed Evid, it means he's a Jew. When a person becomes an Evid Kanani, he goes through sort of a partial conversion, and he becomes Chayiv in Mitzvah's Ki'isha, he still doesn't have Kedushas Yisrael, but once you're Meshachar in Evid Kanani, which is Asr to do, Lolem Tavodu, one is not allowed to be Meshachar in Evid Kanani, but once one is Meshachar in Evid Kanani, he becomes a Jew. So it would make a lot of sense to say that he's Chayv Biri'iyah. The only problem is, Turi Evan points out, in Mesechus Psachim Dav Chesem Beis, the Gemara tells us that anyone who's ain't lo karka, is ain't ol regal. Anyone who doesn't own land in Eretz Yisrael is potter from being ol le regal, because the Pazak says that when you're ol le regal, there's a haftacha, v'lo yachmodish ha'zartzacha ba'aloscha, that no one is going to be after your land, no one is going to be, is going to take your land when you go, because if you think about it, it seems very dangerous. It's very risky. A person is going to leave his land behind and it's only women, women who are left behind. Who's going who's gonna to guard anything? There are no security systems. How's he going to have his land guarded? So the Torah gives us a guarantee. that Don't worry. Probably the women and children were not left behind. He went and spent Yantav with his family. The whole family went. So if everyone packs out, it's, uh, it's ripe for looting. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's very dangerous. So the Torah says but we learn from that that uh, that a person has to have karka and he has to have karka Baritz Yisrael. So Gerim and Avadim that don't get a chelik in Eretz Yisrael are not chayiv v'riya because they don't have any karka. And even if they're kona karka, it's chozer biyovel. According to Rishlakish, that's not called artzicha. So you, the the question that Rishlakish asks: Why do we say that an eved shein a meshuchrar is potter from from riya? Even if he's an eved meshuchrar, he should be potter because an eved meshuchrar doesn't have a chelik Baritz Yisrael. He doesn't have a Yerusha in Eretz Yisrael. So the Turi Evan suggests that it could be that he does have karka. If the Evan marries a Bas Yisrael and she was Yoresha Sanachala because she didn't have any brothers, and then she dies, the Baal is Yoresha Sishto Minatora, husband Yarshan's his wife Minatora, so it could be that he does have karka. So for that case, we mention the Evan She'enu Meshukhra because had he been in Evan Meshukhra, he would be Chayiv in Aliyah Regal if he would have a way that he had karka. As far as Emes is Miyashev, when the Gemara and Psachim Dav Chesim based Pater someone who doesn't have karka, that's only patering someone from being ola l'regel, but aloscha, no one is going to be interested in your land. That's pa- a p'tur from being ola l'regel. But he, if he's already in Yerushalayim, and it's just a matter of leheros b'beis in order to uh, to appear in the beis hamigdash, that's not aliyah, that's just yehra'a kol That he would still be chayiv, in this Fasema says. So he says, and Evan Meshukrar, who, who and Eger, are shayich in Ri'iyah if they happen to be in Yerushalayim. And he said, it could be never Meshukhar of Karka if he's Kona Bayis Pebate Arichoma, where it's not Chozer That's another possibility of how he could have Karka. So since there are possibilities of how an Evid could have Karka, that's why we specifically say an Evid She'enu Meshukhar is Pater, but an Evid Meshukhar, if he were to manage one of these possibilities to have Karka, would be Chayiv in Aliyah Leregel. And we also mentioned on the list, Mi She'enu whoever can't go by foot so can't go where by foot do I have to walk all the way from here to Yerushalayim by foot? Well, no one can do that. So what, what exactly, where do we draw the line? Where is the, this walk supposed to, supposed to be from? So Rashi says, it means that he's in Yerushalayim from Yerushalayim la Azara. He says, but he says from Yerushalayim to the Azara. 
So Rashi on Davdalad and Beis says that the people who are not able to be to be, people who can't walk without shoes are also part of the Yalud Regal because the Harabayis you're not allowed to wear shoes, so you have to be able to walk up the Harabayis without shoes. So if someone needs shoes or needs special shoes in order to be able to walk, then he's also not 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 chayv being Regal. So uh, how could he say over here that the shear is from Yerushalayim? In Yerushalayim, there's no way to go with shoes. So the Gemara sounds like the Petorah says someone who's eno is eni yachalalos is someone who's in, who can't go the the proper shear. So uh, so, so the suggestion is 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 made that uh, by the achronim that when we say Yerushalayim Lazar, it's lav davka. It means meharabayis Lazar. It's lav davka Yerushalayim Lazar. When Rashi says Yerushalayim over here, he means harabayis. Good. So that's the list of people who are putter from olas riya. Ezehu katan, what is the definition of a katan? Kol she'inu yach, meaning who's pater, and therefore does not have to be brought up. Kol she'inu yach lirkov al ksef of shalaviv, v'lalavus mishlaim laharabayis div rebeishamai. That anyone who's unable to even ride on his father's shoulders and go up from Yerushalayim to Harabayis, that's a katan who's too young to be brought, is not even included in the chinuch, presumably. Basil omrim, kol she'inu yach lechos biyad of shalaviv, v'lalavus mishlaim laharabayis. Basil says, no, even if he's able to ride on his father's shoulders, if he's not able to hold his Father's hand and walk together with this father, so he's too young. Because it says Shalosh Regalim. Now, last issue in the Mishnah, and we're going to get to this issue much later, in about five days from now. Veshame says that the Olas Re'iyah should cost two Kesef and the Chagiga a Ma'a Kesef. And Basil says, no, the opposite. Hari'iyah Ma'a Kesef, Vachagiga Shte Kesef. The Re'iyah is Ma'a Kesef, the Chagiga is Shte Kesef. Now Rashi says that when we say Ezu Katan, from the, he says Mikan Ve'elach, even though he's not M'chuyiv Minator Lalas Regal, because he's a Katan, but Hitilu Chachamim Al Aviv. Ve'al imo lechancho b'mitzvos that the the Torah uh, the Chachamim rather require his father and his mother to be mechanechim in mitzvos. So Tosus writes that according to Rashi, the whole chiv of a katan to be all the regal is uh, is is only to be all the regal, but not to bring a carbon. But Tosus themselves learn that even for a chiv carbon, we should be mechanechim. So we should be mechanechim to bring a carbon and make the carbon like a carbon nedava. But the entire chiv of katan is only chiv chinuch mid. However, so that's what it sounds from both Rashi and Tosus, that the whole chiv is only chiv midrabanan. You just have the technical argument between Rashi and Tosus what we do about the carbon. Is it only bringing him, or is there some carbon element as well? However, the Nitziv points out that if you look in the Rambam, in the second parak of Hilchus Chagiga, Halacha Gimel, the Rambam writes, Kol katan Any child that's able to hold his father's hand and go from Yerushalayim to Harabayis, his father has to bring him up and to be seen in the Azar with him in order to be mechanichim in mitzvah. And the Ramam quotes a pasuk. Sounds from the fact that he's quoting a pasuk that calls the rabos and that it's the rabos. The children comes to even include the children. Sounds like it's a chiyuv min according to the Rambam, not a chiyuv mitra. 
Rabbanan, the way Rashi and uh, and Tosso say. Now, according to uh, Rashi, one could ask if the old that a katan is not is not maybe a carbon like Rashi said. How could we be mechanichim to be all the regal? It seems that we're being mechanichim to violate an iser. There's an iser lo yira panai reikan. So we're we're going to be mechanichim to be all the regal, and then we're going to say and don't bring a carbon. So it's like we're feeding him chazer. You know, you you're, you're feeding him an iser. You're bringing him to straight to do an iser. So Sfasema suggests that when it comes to the mitzvah of chinuch, you're allowed to do such things. That uh, based on the tosos and mesachos pesachim daf peches, that we're mechanich katan to eat from a carbon pesach, even though midar raisa carbon pesach is not nechal shalolam nuyav. You can't have someone who's not pre-registered on a carbon pesach eat from a carbon pesach, and a katan is not allowed to be. He's not eligible to be manui on the carbon. He's not eligible to be registered on the carbon. Yet we're still mechanichim to eat from the carbon. So aren't we being mechanichim to minister? No. The answer is there are there are uh, levels and there are stages in chinuch. So he's ready for this element, not for the next element. So you do this element. You do the mitzvah of achilas carbon pesach, even though he's not ready for it to be manui in the carbon on a daraisa level. So over here as well, the uh, the katan is not uh, is not going to not going to bring carbon for the katan, but he's ready to to go into the azara. So we uh, we allow him to come along and 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 uh, go together, and not just allow him. We encourage to go together with the father. But it's also interesting that. Rashi mentions the idea of emo, that it's not just the father that's chayv to be mechanic the child, it's the mother as well that's chayv to be mechanic the child. Shumas Adeshin writes like that, that the chiv of chinuch is not only a chiv on the father, it's a chiv on the mother as well, and the raya that uh, the Achronim brings to the Shumas Adeshin is from this Rashi, that the din of chinuch is on, is on the mother of, as, as well. However, the Achronim aren't convinced that it's necessarily uh, raya. Rashi might mean something else. It could be that the chiv of chinuch is only on the father. It's just that if the mother wouldn't go, then there would be no chiyav for the father to be mal of the child, just like we find by sukkah. That, yeah, we're mechayav the father to be mechanech a child in the midst of sukkah, but a katan shetzarech li'imo is patamin sukkah. If the mom's not going to be there and the kid needs the mother, so then there's no chinuch on the, on the child, and he's, he's not able to handle it. He's not at the age of chinuch to go without his mother. So it could be that, it, yeah, it's a chiyav on the father. The mother's presence, though, is what triggers the chiv of chinuch on the father, because that makes the child able to do it and enables the child to, to do it. Mishnabura writes in Tafresh Tazai and Sivkat and Hey, when it comes to uh, being mechanich a child in fasting in Yom Kippur, that a mitzvah's chinuch is only ba'av, and it's not a mitzvah of chinuch on anyone else. And he says, but a lakama poskim, for, some, uh, for many poskim, it's, uh, the, there's not even a chiv of the mitzvah of chinuch on the mother if uh, it's a mitzvah bialma, but it's not a chiv on, on the mother. But other poskim say there is a chiv of, of chinuch on the mother. So that's a significant discussion in the Achronim, whether, uh, whether a mother is also chayiv in the mitzvah of chinuch. It sounds so, so odd that a mother wouldn't be chayiv in the mitzvah of chinuch. I mean, who, who is mechayiv? I mean, the, the father teaches the child a, a lot of things, but the mother teaches, the mother is the one that spends more time with the child and really uh, encourages the child. Maybe it's one of those things like pruravu, where there's no mitzvah pruravu on a woman, there's a mitzvah pruravu on the man, because it's self-understood that the woman is going to have more of a drive to 
do it anyway. So she doesn't need a chiyuv approval. Meshachachu says that there's no mitzvah approval on the on, on a woman because Kodesh Baruch didn't want to make something so painful a mitzvah. So uh, he just gave them this incredible drive to want to have children, and uh, but couldn't make it a mitzvah because it was so it's it's such a painful ordeal. But maybe just uh, there's no need for a mitzvah approval for a woman because of course she's going to want to have she's going to want to have children. Maybe the same thing with the mitzvah of chinuch. In general, the whole mitzvah of chinuch is a very difficult mitzvah to understand. The mitzvah of chinuch, according to many rishonim, is only mitzvah midrabanan. That's what it sounds like of here also. That the chamor matel mitzvah of chinuch. That it's all a din midrabanan. Rav Weiss points out in one of his farim. So what did the Torah envision exactly? And the, on, from a Torah perspective, a child is going to be born and raised till bar mitzvah, eating chazer treif and uh, you know the, and, and not keeping Shabbos, and, the, and then comes bar mitzvah, and all of a sudden, oh, now it's it's all on you. What, what was the Torah's perspective? How would that how would that have possibly worked without a din rabbanan of of chinuch? So Rav Asher uses this as one of his million examples of ratzon Torah that clearly there's chinuch daraisa because that's the ratzon Torah. It's obvious that it's ratzon Torah that you're supposed to train. Your children. It's just a technicality in terms of the nuts and bolts of specific mitzvahs that maybe there are specifics that are drabanan, but the overall system is a, is a ratzonat Torah. Okay, so says the Gemara now, the first word in this Masechta was the word hakol. So hakol is an inclusive term. Ask the Gemara, hakol asuyemai. What are we coming to include with the word hakol? Who else did we, did we not, uh, who else would we have thought is putter that's not putter because of the word that, that we're expressing with the word hakol. The Gemara says three possibilities. Possibility number one, maybe it comes to include someone who's half eved and half free. That he too is chayiv in olas re'iyah. That works really well if you assume that Hitaka is Chayev in Ri'iyah, but according to Ravina, that a Chatsiyav and Chatsiyav is Pata from Ri'iyah, then who does Hakol come to include? Answers Gemara la Asuye Chiger Biom Rishon, Vinispashit Biom Sheni. It comes to include someone who is crippled on day one of Yom Tov but it's healed by day two of Yom Tov. So it's a question, how do we view the mitzvah throughout the course of Yom Tov? Is it a chiv on day one? And it's just that if you don't do it on day one, you have tashlum and kol shiva, you can make up for the mitzvah of bringing the olas re'iyah throughout the rest of Yom Tov, but really it's a day one chiyuv, or do we say, no, the mitzvah is to bring it at some point over Yom Tov. It's not tashlumin. It's kulun tashlumin zelazeh. Each day is its own uh, is its own chiyuv. So, huh? so if you say that it's oh, day one chiyuv, and then uh, and, and the rest of the days are just tashlumin, who's chayiv in tashlumin? Someone who's chayiv on the first day. Someone who's chayiv initially in the mitzvah. But if you're a patr on the first day, then you're not going to have to do a tashlumin. But if you hold that each day is its own chiyuv, since someone who's better by day two should have his own chiyuv. So the Gemara says, it's nice to say that a chiyuv b'yom rishon and a spash b'yom sheni is chayiv in olas but that only works according to one perspective. That works very well if you assume that each day is its own chiyuv. But if you say that it's kulun tashlum and rishon, that it's only chiyuv on day one, every other day is only tashlum for day one, then, so, then the the chigar that's nispashit biyom sheni should not be chayiv in olas So who are we including with the word hakol? 
Answers the Gemara, third possibility, la suye suma, hakol comes to include a blind man, I'm sorry, suma bachas me'en, of someone who's blind in one eye. Udelo ki aitana, and we have to be assuming against the following tana. When we say that, when the Mishnah includes with the word hakol, someone who's blind in one eye, to be to, to be chayv in the Allah Sriya, it's going against the following tana, who would exempt someone who's blind in one eye from Allah Sriya. Titania, the Bryce says, Yochanan ben Someone who's blind in one eye is pater from Alasriya. Shenemar, because the Pasuk says, Yira Yerae. Kederuk could be pronounced both ways. So Kederuk Shabaliros, Kach Baliros. The same way one is coming to be seen by Hashem, so too one has to come and see. Maliros Bishtei Enov. Just like where Hashem is going to see the person, it's Bishtei Enov. Akhrush Parcho has no limitations on uh, his vision. Afliros Bishtei Enov. So too the person also has to be Bishtei Enov. And therefore, someone who's Summa Ba'achas Me'enov would be Potter according to this opinion. So the, when, when all the dust settles at this point at least in the Gemara we had three possibilities of what we're including with Hakal but none of them were perfect because the first possibility we said was however Ravina holds that that second possibility but there is a possibility that, uh, that that it's a of each and every day of Yom Tov that, that it's a that it's a rather and therefore he would be Pater and third but that's the Loki Aitana. That's against the Aitana that we just that we just quoted. So none of these possibilities are perfect, and that's why the, maybe the Gemara says Maybe we should go back to the first answer and revisit that one of the Chatsi Ben Ben Chorin That which we said that how could you say that the Mishnah is telling us Ben is Chayiv in all Ravina, but Ravina said he's Pater Lo Kasha. That's not a stira at all. Can be Mishnah, Commissioner Rishona, can Commissioner Achrona. There was a change of attitude over time in terms of how to deal with the Chatsi Eved, the Chatsi Ben Chorin. As we're about to see in the Mishnah, there was a machlokas beishamay beisilol, but ultimately beisilol came around and was modet to shitas beishamay. This Mishnah appears in Masechus Idios together with a whole uh, series of Mishnayos where beisilol was chozer to be modet to divrei beishamay. That was part of the great quality of beisilol. One of the reasons we passnay beisilol is that not only they were magdim in divrei beishamay lidivreihem. That's the reason the Mishnah gives that we passnay beisilol. That beisilol always uh, let beishamay speak first. That's why whenever you have they always have Beishamai's opinion first. So Beishamai's opinions are assumed to be more well-informed because they heard the other side before they formulated their own opinion. So it's a plus, it's a, it's a simon of Derech Eretz that they allowed Beishamai to, to speak first. But even without the, the Musra side of it, the Derech Eretz side of it, just the fact that you listen to the other side before you formulate your own opinion will mean that your opinion is a more well-informed opinion. But it's uh, not only that, we find the tremendous honesty of Beishamai to be open enough to, uh, to change their minds when they feel that Beishamai came up with a better solution than they did. And that's what the mission reports. That me what do you do with someone who's half Evet, half Ben Chorin? How does a person pull off such a trick to be a half Evet, half Ben Chorin? 
two two partners get together and they decide to invest in an Eved together. So Reuven and Shimon buy an Eved together, and Reuven one day decides to be Meshachrer, his Chelek of the Eved. So now you still have Shimon that owns half of the Eved, and half the Eved is, uh, is, is, is Meshachrer. What do you do with him? How does, it, does he work for Shimon? Does he work for himself? So Ovid is Rabbi Yom Echad, Vesatzma Yom Echad, Basil says we should do the reasonable thing, let him work one day for his master and one day for himself, and he'll switch off days. Amrulahem Beishamai, Beishamai says, that's nice, Tikantam Israbel, certainly the, the, the master will be satisfied with that because he's, gonna, he's not going to lose out any work. He'll have the same deal that he always had. It's just instead of splitting it with Reuven, he's now splitting the Evid with himself. But but you're making the Evid's life miserable. Who's he supposed to marry? Lisa, Shivcha, Enu Yachal. To marry a Shivcha, that's not a possibility. He's not allowed to marry a Shivcha because he's half free. Baschorin enu yachal. He's not allowed to marry a regular Jewish girl because he's half eved. So what? Live till you want him to just stay bottle and not get married at all? The world was created for the sake of populating the world. We cannot take a person and reasonably tell him that he doesn't have the right to populate the world. The world was created to populate. Ella Olam rather says for the sake of Tikkun Olam, what we suggest is as follows: We take the remaining master and we force him to free his remaining stake in that Eved, the Kosev Loshtar al-Chatzidamav, but don't worry, the master is not going to lose out entirely. The Eved will owe him, will write an IOU for the value of half of his worth, and uh, over time he'll pay off the value of half of his worth. And Basilel heard that solution, V'chazu Basilel l'horos k'divrei Beishamai. Basilel changed their mind and they decided to paskin like the, uh, like the Shita of Beishamai. So a couple of things over here. First of all, how does that answer the question? We started with a question. We said, uh, we, we said, how can you say that Chatzi Yavid Chatzi Ben Chorin is included in our Mishnah? Samanus Chayiv in Olas I Ravina said that he's Pater from Olas Ri'iyah. So he said, Kan Mishnah Rishon and Kan Mishnah Chorin. One's Basil's first opinion, the other's Basil's second. Basil didn't talk about Olas Ri'iyah. He didn't talk about Chiv and Mitzvos. He spoke about how to solve, how to get a guy out of being a Chatzi Yavid Chatzi Ben Chorin. But we're talking about someone who's still in it, who still is a Chatzi Yavid how does Basil's change of heart have any anything to do with what to do with a guy while he's still the Chatziyev Chatzibenchorin? So Rashi over here says that before Basil was moded to the Beishamai Chatziyev Chatzibenchorin, uh, that we'd be for the, the master to be Meshachar him, the, the, it would have made sense to Pater. For, to pater him from Re'iyah, because the whole reason we pater him from Re'iyah is that that uh, that it's it's liros pnei adon Hashem lahotzi mishiyish adon acher that only who's chayiv nolas Re'iyah someone who only has one adon the ribonu shalom someone who has another adon that he has to answer to is pater so if you're going to say that a situation of a chatziyev a chatziyev can be an ongoing situation that's something that could last for a while. This person has, has another Adam, besides Rakhodesh Baruch Hu, because he's in a relationship, he's in a situation where he has someone else to answer to. But once Basil is moded to Divri Beishamai, and he says, this is not a workable solution. This can't stay like this. We're going to do whatever we can to make as soon as possible that this Evid is freed, so he doesn't really have to answer to another Adam. If the other Adam wants him to do anything, all he's got to do is run to Basin and say, can you please force him to free me already? And Basin will force him to 
free him. So he never really has to answer to the other Adon, according to the Mishnah Achrona. And therefore, even while he's still in a state of Chatzy Evan V'chatzy Ben Chorin, he's going to be Chayv in Olas It's not a matter of whether he is Be'etzem still partially in Eved. It's a matter of whether practically he has someone else that he has to answer to. So yeah, when he's Chatzy Evan V'chatzy Ben Chorin, he's still partially in Eved. He's still not allowed to marry a Bas Chorin. But he doesn't have to answer to an Adon, and therefore he's going to be Chayv in Olas That's how Rashi understands the Gemara's answer. It's interesting, the Rambam in the second paragraph of Hilchus Chagiga, Allah Aleph, paskins that someone who's a Chatsi Evid Vachatsi Ben Chorin. Now, what would we paskin? We paskin like the Mishnah Achrona, obviously, Besilo was Choser, Laros Kediv Beshamai. Therefore, if we're paskining Allah, should the Chatsi, we said Kan Kan, but how do we paskin? We should paskin Allah if we understand the Gemara the way Rashi understands it, that if we're going to of course, the master of freedom, he doesn't have to answer to any other Adon, and therefore, Chatziyev B'chatziyev B'chatziyev should be Chayiv in Aliyah the Regal. Says the Rambam, Perek Beis, Allah Ha'al, Filchus Chagiga, Samlu Zechatziyev B'chatziyev B'chatziyev Potter Lalus the Regal does not have to be all the Regal because he has a Tzad Avdus. So right away the Ravid says the Rama must have missed this line in the Gemara. Mishnah Rishona, Mishnah Achrona. No, we don't pass like the Mishnah Rishona. We pass like the Mishnah Achrona. And the Mishnah Achrona was Basil was Moda and he's Chayiv Biriya. So how, how could the Rama have, have uh, written that he's Potter? Rav Ram Ben Arambam writes to defend his father. The Kes Mishnah quotes from Rav Ram Ben Arambam to defend the Shitas Arambam. He says, according to the Mishnah Rishona, that the, that the master does not have to free him, the Rabban made a takana in order for him to be mekayim, uh, the, the mitzvah, even though he's patamidah raisa, and there were mesakin that, uh, that he should go and bring the karban. But according to the meaning, he's, he explains that the Rabban understood the Gemara differently than Rashi. When we say kam mishra rishona, kam mishra achrona, it was the reverse. That it was only according to the mission rishona that he's chayv to be all that he's chayv to be all the regal because he's 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 got no future. I mean, nothing's going to change from now and forever. And therefore, the rabbanim made a takana in order that he should be able to be mekayim the mitzvah, even though he's patamidah raisa, that let him go bring an olas riyah. But according to the Mishnah Achrona, they specifically did not make this takana because they were afraid that this takana of allowing him to be to bring an olas riyah would cause the master to say, "You see, his life isn't so bad the way it is now. What's the rush? Why do I have to be mishachar him?" And it's going to ruin the other takana that were kofed the rabbi to be mishachar as soon as possible so he can get married. That's how the Rambam understood that the Mishnah Achrona would say that he's potter from a, from olas riyah. Because don't let him bring an Olas Re'iyah now. Free him and then have him bring an Olas Re'iyah. If you have him bring an Olas Re'iyah now, then it's going to cause the master to say that the guy doesn't need to be freed that badly, that he seems to be doing okay without being freed. That's how, uh, that's how they explain the Shita, that's how Rav Raman Rambam explains the Shita Sarambam on this uh, on on this issue um, now the the uh, so the Gemara had uh, three suggestions of what who Hakol is coming to include the Rishonim say well why not or the Achronim rather we why not come up with uh, with with some more suggestions the Turi Evans says why not say that it's coming Rabos and Arel that an Arel is Chayv Biriyah that even though someone doesn't have a Bris Milah La Fuke Shitas Rabbi Akiva and Davdalim Beis who holds that an Arel is Ketame and he's not Chayv to be all the Regal. 
but uh, the other Tanaim apparently hold that an Arel is Chayiv to be Al Regal. So why don't we suggest that? So Evan says that even the Rabban or Cholik and Rabbi Akiva uh, would would say that an Arel is Pater because he's Ma'us. That uh, anyone who's Ma'us would be would be Pater from being Ra'a Pnei Hashem. And it's Mashman that way a little bit in the Gemara and Yavamas. The, the Paras Yosef in the back of the Gemara is Miyashiv differently. He says that the Gemara learns that the Tanah is, is, is coming to include someone that's similar to the, the exceptions that are listed in the Mishnah. Now in the Mishnah we said and so whoever we're going to come to include should be someone who's somewhat similar to one of those exceptions. So that's why in Eved, uh, when we talk about a chiger, that's nispashet, that's similar to the chiger, obviously. Suma bachas meinav is similar to the suma. The chatzyev uh, the chatzyev is similar to the Eved. So the, the, whoever we're going to come to include should be similar to one of those. Now back to the chatzyev ben chorin issue, there's a a lot of discussion about it throughout Shas. This appears in a couple of places in Shas, and the Baliatosvos uh, have extensive literature about the uh, the Chatzyevet, the Chatzy Ben Chorin. First of all, the original suggestion. The stipler discusses in Masechus Chagiga, in the first piece of Masechus Chagiga. Is that just a workable solution, or is that a reflection of what he is be'etzem? Meaning, on the day, the original solution of having him work for himself one day for his master one day, does that mean the days that he works for himself He's a Ben Khurin in the days that he works for his master, he is a he's an Evid, he's a completely an Evid. And technically if he wants to get married and divorced every single day, that would be fine. Meaning he can uh, in the days that he's working for himself, he can marry a Baskhurin as long as he uh, as long as he doesn't stay married to her when he be, when, the next day when he becomes an Evid. It's just that that's not really a workable solution long term for a person in their in their life. And that's why we, we it was untenable. Or or do we assume no? The entire time he's a Khati Evid of a Khati Ben Khurin. It's just that even even though the entire time he's, he's a mixture of both, we need to come up with some way that this is going to work. You can't have half his body working, half his body now. It just doesn't work. So you have to come up with... So the best solution we were able to come up with is have him work half the days and not work the other the other half the days. That's the uh, the Ran discussed in the Sex and the Dharm. If you have Shudfin that, uh, that, that share an object, and one of them uses the object uh, half the time, the other uses it the other half the time. So how do you view it? When I'm using it, is it totally mine? Or when I'm using it, it's still half the other guys, but uh, this is just the most equitable way to, to divide it. So the, uh, the, the, the Ran understands that when you're using the item it is Shalol Gamri, and that's, the, that's what every Shutfus is about, that when you're using it it is yours and no one else has any, has any stake in it, has any ownership in it. The disciple says, maybe over here also, by the Eved, Kol Gufo, he has Dine Yisrael when he's working for himself he's Meshuch Rebbechetzio, and the, uh, during that Chatzi time, he has Dine Yisrael, and Nafkamina uh, would be if he's Chayiv in Mitzvahs. Uh, the mitzvah that Anisha is not chayven on the days that he works for himself. So uh, that, that would be huge nafkamina, and that's a discussion the stipler, the stipler has over over here. But uh, in general, Tosos raises the question in a few places in Shas. Why don't we say? So what do we say? We have to free him because there's a mitzvah of the Shevas Yitzara that he has to populate the world. So Tosos raises the question: Why don't we say that the assay of the Shevas Yitzara should be doch of the losasay of lo yekadesh, and therefore why do you have to free him. 
let him uh, let him stay in Eved. Ah, you never not allowed to marry uh, a, a Baschorin or a Ben Ben is not allowed to marry a Shivcha. Those are los assays, but he's got a mitzvah to say of the Shavas Yisara. Let the assay be docha the los assay. Just say assay docha los assay, and don't force the master to violate lo mem davodu to violate an avera freeing him. That will be an assay docha los assay, and that would solve the problem. So it also suggests that the akira salav is not beidna. It doesn't come at the same time as the kiyum assay. The only time we say assay docha los assay is when at at the time that you're violating the lav, you're already being mekayim nasei. The tchilas bia is already a violation of the lav. The mitzvah sasei of uh, of of Yitzara is only at the gemar bia, and therefore he says we can't say asei docholos asei because the lav comes first, the asei only comes later. So, but it's interesting that that's what he says that the asei is at the gemar bia as opposed to at the birth of the child. But he says the asei is at the gemar bia. Birth of the child is maybe when you're mekayim the asei, but the ma'isa mitzvah is at the gemar bia, not at the tchilas bia. Then Tzal says uh, it's uh, in Masech Basra that since the woman is not chayiv in the assay of Puravu, she can't marry him. So even if, uh, if, he, if he's allowed to get married, but there are two people involved in every marriage. So maybe you could, assay do chalos assay is a great great reason for him to be allowed to do it, but she's not allowed to do it. And then to suggest, also a third suggestion, that since it's possible, it's by just having the master free him, so then we have to do it. If it's a, Whenever we say assay do chalos assay, that's with a krechts, with a Kvetch, we'd rather not have to say Asei Docholos Asei, we'd rather not have to sacrifice Mitzvah Los Asei in the Torah. But if there's a workable solution where you could satisfy both concerns, then you do that. So then we came up with a workable solution where you have the master free him. But wait a second, is that a workable solution? The master is violating Lolamem Tavodu. So that's also a kasha that Tosos over here and Tosos elsewhere in Shas asks. What about Lolamem Tavodu? The master has an issue, he's not allowed to free an Evan. So the Rashba Mesecha Shabbos Davdalit says that since he's Chatzio Ben Chorin, there's no Chiyuv of Lolamem Tavodu. That when you have someone who's a Chatzio Ben Chorin, there is no Lolamem Tavodu. That's quite a Chiddush. Why not? Why shouldn't there be Lolamem Tavodu when you have a Chatzio Ben Chorin? The Ran writes that no, there's no Lolamem Tavodu over here because the Ran says the Ran in Masech is Gittin as a Gavaldic Chiddush he says Lolmem Tavodu is not really its own mitzvah it's not an Isser to free a slave Lolmem Tavodu is part of a broader mitzvah called Lo Sechanin there's an Isser that you're not allowed to be give a Matnas Chinam to a guy that you're not allowed to do something for free to a guy you're not allowed to just stop give nice gifts so Lolmem Tavodu is an extension of that Sometimes we have dinim drabanan like that. That a drabanan will be an extension of a daraisa. But he's saying the mitzvah lo mem tavod daraisa is an extension of lo sechanim, and therefore it follows the same gedarim of lo sechanim. Lo sechanim is that you're not allowed to give a matnas chinam. That you're not allowed to give a free gift. But if you're giving the gift because you're trying to promote a mitzvah of L'Shavas Yitzara, you're doing it for a reason, or to be mashlim a minion, you need to be mashachar the Eved in order to be mashlim a minion, so you could do a mitzvah. So that's not for you, are not doing that for, for him, just to give a free gift, you're doing that for yourself. Then the Olamem Tavodu will not, will not apply. That's the, uh, the Chiddush of the Ran. Okay, there's a lot of discussion about this. Uh, just uh, Tosas also asks, why not marry Imam Zeres? He could, uh, he could, uh, an Eved is allowed to marry Imam uh, 
a a a mamzeres. So the tzad cheres is mutter is is mutter ba also because mamzerim and avadim mushukharim are mutar mizabizay. Even eleven mushukhar is allowed to marry mamzeres. So wouldn't that solve the problem? So Tzad says, yeah, but then he's going to children are all going to be mamzerim. That's a terrible solution. Then they're just going to be marba mamzerim be Yisrael. Says min chaschinuch. And why didn't Tzad say it's not going to solve the problem because you're not going to be mechaim mitzvah puravu? He just says, what do you mean? He doesn't want his family to be mamzerim. What about that you're not going to be Mekhaim Mitzvah Puravu? Says Menchaz Chinuch Mitzvah You see that you are Mekhaim Mitzvah Puravu even when you have mamzerim as children. It's still a key Mitzvah Puravu. I Mitzvah Baba Vera. Okay, Menchaz Chinuch discusses that. Let's see Vaitu in the Gemara. Chutz Mecheresh Shot of a Katan. So Cheresh Shot of a Katan are excluded. They're apart from being all the regal. Katani Cheresh, Dumya the Shot of a Katan. Cheresh is mentioned together always with Shot of a Katan. Mash Shot of a Katan Lav Nedea, Av Cheresh Lav Nedeahu. Just like Shot of a Katan. And someone is not a bardas. Cherish is also someone who is not a bardas. The kamash malan kedetnan cherish shedibur chacham v'kamakom shein d'shemeh ve'enu medaber. It's teaching us that when we say cherish, we mean someone who cannot hear nor speak. Hamedaber ve'enu shemeh shemeh ve'enu medaber. If he can either hear or speak, chayiv. Then he's going to be chayiv in olas riya. Tanina lahan. We learned this in the brayso. The tanur abanan hamedaber ve'enu shemeh zehu cherish shemeh ve'enu medaber zehu ilim. If a person can speak but not hear, that's what we call a cherish. If we could hear but not speak, that's what we call an ilim, a mute. Both of those people are chayv in all mitzvahs, they're pikeach l'chol devreim. How do we know to give them these titles of cherish and ilim for these different people? It's a pasuk. So you see specifically how to identify who's a cherish, who's an ilim. And others say, no, ilim is a nutrikun. It's a combination of the words, that his words have been taken from him. So that's how we know that ilim means someone who's unable to speak. We said in the Brisa that if a person is either able to speak or able to hear, he's going to be chayiv in all Potter, but we learned in a Brisa that they're potter. No, we have to add a little bit to the brisa. Everyone's chayiv in riya and the shalmi simcha. These people who can speak but not hear or hear but not speak, they are part of Ramallah's Riyah, but they're still Chayiv in Shalmei Simcha. But But if he could do neither, he cannot hear nor speak. Or if he's deranged or if he's a child, Potter af mina simcha. Then he's potter from simcha as well. Hold turmikol mitzvahs amoris b'tarv because they're potter from all mitzvahs in the Torah. Tiny namiachi and the brisa says this way as well. Hakol chayavin b'riyah u'b'simcha. Everyone's chayavin both riyah and simcha. Chutz mecher shemadaber ve'ne shomer shomer ve'ne madaber. Unless a person can either not hear or not speak, shepturin mina riyah. Those people are potter from riyah. But the avodli shapatim in aria chayiv b'simcha, and uh, even though the patim in aria is still chayiv in simcha, but v'asheinu lo shamei avolam edaber v'shalta v'katan peturin af mina simcha ol peturin mikol mitzvos hamuris petora. But someone who can neither hear nor speak is patim from simcha as well, just like they're patim from every other mitzvah in the Torah. Okay, but we'll pick up from the top tomorrow.